All right, everybody, welcome to this week's Learning the Tropes. I'm Erin. And I'm Clayton. And I'm your romance novel veteran. And I'm the spooky virgin. <laughs> you didn't know I was going to do that. No, but I, yeah, there's always a virgin in a horror film, so it's you. Yeah. You're the final I'm gonna girl. I'm going to survive. Mm-hmm. I survive and you die. That's sad. Yeah, what a bummer. But, you know, I li- lived well. That's that's the thing. You got to experience some fun stuff that I didn't. Yeah, so I'd say it was worth it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, the well, reason I'm so mm-hmm. I, the reason I'm so spooky, yes, is because it's October, and we all know that we do spooky books in October, right, Aaron? Yes, I'm excited. So, anyone who has been around romance knows that there were a ton of witch books released for October like some everybody just decided we're doing witches this year which I love as a witch representation <laughs> yes exactly this is I'm gonna get a, a a peek into your your psyche here with all these witch books I'm gonna have to ask you who you identify with the most in all of these books oh yeah um so yeah so we decided since there are so many witch books and you know for a while now we've only been doing two episode or yeah two books a month but there's so many there was like just three witch books that we really wanted to explore so we decided uh, we remembered we make the rules and so we decided we're going to do three books this month so this month you're going to get three book episodes in a row no mini-sodes other than this one so what are we reading right now so we have You've got the you've got the chronological list because I already <laughs> forgot. I was so proud of you because we went over this before we started recording, and I was like, "Oh wow!" So Clayton like really paid attention and took notes. No, well, no, I did, but okay, so I have it here. So then, next week we are going to be reading, which please, yes, and then on the twentieth we're gonna have read and do an episode about. The X hex. Yep. Yep. I just I needed you to say yes. And then <laughs> the twenty seventh will be paybacks a witch. Yeah. So which please is written by our beloved Anna Gire. I know. We've become like fangirls. Guys, because I think our top two three authors right now are obviously Clay Pass, which listen, guys, Clay, yeah. I've heard you we are going to be checking in with the Ravnells I'm sure in the next few months so Claypass is gonna she's gonna remain our number one in our hearts and our minds and our souls um and then it's probably Laura and Donna right because we're reading all of her uh new species and then it like might be Anne because we've read three of this is gonna be her third book of hers we read we just love them and then Paybacks the Witch is from, uh, as far as I can tell, a debut author, which is like really exciting. So we get to kind of visit somebody new. Um, it's Lana Harper. Uh, according to Goodreads, this is her first book in a series. Okay. Yeah. That's um, exciting. A debut. Mm-hmm. And then the X-Hex is by Aaron Sterling, which is a pen name for Rachel Hawkins. I do wonder why she picked Aaron and I, you know, flattered. Was it a, was it a, like, be after me? Who could say? Possibly. Possibly. <laughs> I 
I highly doubt it. Um, so, I mean, should we flap them? What should we do? How do we do this? Let's flap them. Okay, so let's... let's oh, did you want to do... I think you should read Witch, Please, because I'm I'm looking at here on... I'm looking at the description, and I think this is like a perfect book for you to read. I know, I'm excited. So, Witch, Please, Fix It, Witches, number one by Anna Geary. Uh, Practical Magic meets Gilmore Girls in this adorable witchy rom-com with a bisexual virgin baker with a curse, a witch looking to avoid romantic entanglements, and a chemistry between them that causes literal sparks. Danica Waterhouse is a fully modern witch, daughter, granddaughter, cousin, and co-owner of the Fix-It Witches, a magical tech repair shop. After a messy breakup that includes way too much family feedback, Danica makes a pact with her cousin. They'll keep their hearts protected and have fun without involving any of the overly opinionated Waterhouse matriarchs. Danica is more than a little exhausted navigating a long-standing family feud where Graham thinks the only mon- good mundane is a dead one and Danica's mother weaves floral crowns for anyone who crosses her path. Three blocks down from the Fix-It Witches, Titus Winnaker, owner of Sugar Daddy's Bakery, <laughs> has family trouble of his own. After a tragic loss, all he's got left is his sister, the bakery, and a lifetime of terrible luck and love. Sure, business is sweet, but he can't seem to shake the romantic curse that's left him past 30 and still a virgin. He has decided he's doomed to be forever alone. Until he meets Danica Waterhouse, the sparks are instant, their attraction irresistible. For him, she's the one. To her, he's a firebomb thrown in the middle of a family war. Can a modern witch find love with an old-fashioned mundane who refuses to settle for anything less than forever? Wow. So a mundane is a non-witch. I think it's like a muggle. Like Harry Potter. Did you ever read Harry Potter? No. Me neither. (laughs) Yeah. But we just lost a lot of listeners. I know. Sorry, guys. I'm just a little too, like, I just missed it, you know, age-wise. I think I just aged out of Harry Potter. You just missed it, and I missed it by a mile. <laughs> um, I mean, I like this book. I'm excited for, like, an older male virgin, which I think doesn't happen much, you know? No, But I think it is common. Or more yeah. common than you'd think, Um, you know, people being in their 20s or 30s and being virgins kind of like accidentally happen. Yeah, I think I think it's it's more common. I guess it's so it's so funny. There's so many different people are looking at sex differently than when we were kids, obviously. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm the American pie generation. Yeah, it's, it was disgusting. Yeah. I mean, there's the I was I was about to be like, hmm, and there's no two ways about it. <laughs> Late oh, 90s, yeah. early 2000s was the scuzziest time, maybe other than the 70s. But at least in the 70s, there was a, well, no, I guess there was a war going on in the early 2000s, too. So that's what happens, man. We go to war, Start a war and becomes disgusting. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I mean, war is gross. War is gross. Uh, well, that's the interesting thing, too, is like the how circular all of these trends are and how like right now the fashion is Y2K, which is basically during Y2K, a lot of the um, references were the 70s. So now it's like now what's in style is like the 70s through the eyes of the early 2000s. And it's interesting sort of like what's coming back and what's being left behind. But I keep seeing on TikTok these like teens 
talking about how they like wish they had they had like like how cool life was at the at the turn of the millennium and like guys it was not we all oh, it like was shit. the wor- everything the late, was difficult the late 90s were pretty bad yeah pretty gross so but anyway yeah. which please very excited to read yes. this one mm-hmm. so uh, yeah Oh, what were you going to say? I don't know. We're so out of sync today. Normally, what do you mean out of like, sync in, in talking over each other? Yeah, like all we we can't stop talking over each other. We spent the weekend together. It's not like we haven't seen each other in a long time. Like I literally saw you yesterday. So it's so yes. funny that for some reason this is it's like we've just met and we're trying to do this <laughs> and it's like not going well. Sorry, guys. Don't think too much into it. Yeah, it doesn't mean anything. It's just I think it's it's also later in the day that we mm-hmm. usually do this. Yes, I'm definitely a morning person as they go on. I just get more and more decrepit. So, yeah, I would definitely point. I would definitely blame this on you and not me because I'm mm-hmm. as good as I've always been. You, that's the thing about <laughs> you even all throughout the day from the second you open your eyes to you close them. Just, you know, I'm always on just a flat road. Yeah. Um. Do you want to read? Do you want to flap the X hex? I'm going to flap the X-Hex, and the reason why this is exciting is because I'm holding a physical book in my hand. Woo! Yes, so, the X-Hex. New York Times bestselling author Rachel Hawkins, writing as Aaron Sterling, casts a spell with a spine-tingling romance full of wishes, witches, and hexes gone wrong. Nine years ago, Vivian Jones nursed her broken heart like any young witch would. Vodka, weepy music, bubble baths and a curse on the horrible ex-boyfriend. Sure, Vivi knows she shouldn't use her magic this way, but with only an orchard hayride-scented candle on hand, she isn't worried it will cause him anything more than a bad hair day or two. That is until Rice Penhollow, descendant of the town's ancestors, breaker of hearts and annoyingly just as gorgeous as he always was, returns to Graves Glen, Georgia. What should be a quick trip to recharge the town's lie lines and make an appearance at the annual fall festival turns disastrously wrong with one calamity after another striking rise vivi realizes her silly little x-hex may not have been so harmless after all suddenly graves glen is under attack from murderous wind-up toys a pissed off ghost and a talking cat with some interesting things to say vivi and rice have to ignore their off-the-charts chemistry to work together to save the town and find a way to break the heart to break the breakup curse before it's too late. There we go. Good job. Fun. So, yeah. So this is going to be fun. Small town. So I just have one small note. On on my reading? <laughs> so uh, the, his name, Reese? Rice? Reese. It's Reese. What did I say? Rice? Yeah. Of course. <laughs> but you were in such a great flow that I couldn't stop you. So... Well, thank you for that, because we would have gotten an email about it anyway. <laughs> I'm sure somebody's writing one right now, and they're like, delete, delete, delete. Yeah. I, you, know, you know, email us, because we know, I know I can't say names. So if if you email, please, if you're the type of person that I am, and I don't know, Aaron, are you the same way? You don't, when you read a book, you don't read the names. Like, you know who the characters are, but I don't say the names out loud. I don't... You know, it's like yeah. I don't need to know how to pronounce it because I'm not reading it out loud. So I'm I'm like that guy and that girl. I know who they are. I don't need to 
mm-hmm. say their names ever. So that's why when I do it, I get embarrassed because I don't ever like if I read this book and never read that out loud, I wouldn't know how to pronounce his name. I just know it as this guy. Yeah. Well, it's another language, too. So I think it's not ridiculous to not know how to pronounce something in a, in a language you don't speak. Like it's it fine. is 2021, though. I should be better. Maybe. And yeah, and I should be I should be getting better because of the Patreon and all our great patrons. Mm-hmm. And they all have names that I should pron- be able to pronounce because they are supporting this podcast. And so th- therefore their names are are important. Not that yeah. everybody who listens to the podcast name isn't important, but specifically their names are important because they're supporting us directly and I want to be able to say their name right. Right. So I well, need to get better. Yeah. I think for the patrons, we always sort of check in bef- and you know do a little Google and stuff before we say their names. Oh, and also we're only going to say um read off the patrons names on our full length episodes. So, if you're wondering why we didn't do it this episode because not everybody listens to the minisodes uh and we want to make sure it's not missed. If you yeah. are a patron but you don't listen to the minisodes, which is fine. We we want to give you the spotlight you deserve. Exactly. Um, so no, I'm excited for the X-Hex. I love a small town. Uh, well, spoiler alert, I did already read it and I did enjoy it. <laughs> so, but I'm excited to talk with you about it. Yes. And this was a book that we actually got as, uh, proofs. Yeah. We got so, an arc of the, of the X-Hex. So it's exciting. It's always fun yes. to get a physical copy of stuff. I know. So this was, uh, William Morrow, Harper Collins, Mm-hmm. Uh, sent us this and Aaron Sterling of course aka Rachel Hawkins or Rachel Hawkins aka Aaron Sterling yeah so th- but of course you guys know we're always going to give a a fair review mm-hmm. even though we got the book for free which we never tear books apart anyway so <laughs> it's not like they're scared it's not like we're going to be like yeah you think you can buy us off no, we pretty much are like, uh, if somebody will enjoy this book, it just wasn't us, is I think the most scathing we get for the most part. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. Okay. So should we do the third? Let's do the third. So this is Payback's a Witch uh, by Lana Harper. It is the first in the Witches of Thistle Grove series. And so this is going to be our final witch book of October, which is going to be coming out on October 27th. And here is the flap. Uh, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina meets the L word in this fresh sizzling rom-com by Lana Harper. Emmy Harlow is a witch, but not a very powerful one, in part because she hasn't been home to the magical town of Thistle Grove in years. Her self-imposed exile has a lot to do with a complicated family history and a desire to forge her own way in the world and only the very tiniest bit to do with Gareth Blackmore, heir to the most powerful magical family in town and casual breaker of hearts and destroyer of dreams. But when a spellcasting tournament that her family serves as arbiters for approaches, it turns out the pull of tradition or the truly impressive paternal guilt trip that comes with it is strong enough to bring Emmy back. She's determined to do her familial duty, spend some quality time with her best friend, Lyndon Thorne, and get back her, to her real life in Chicago. On her first night home, Emmy ret- Emmy runs into Talia Amarovov. Avr oh jeez, um. Avramov Avramov. Okay, 
Emmy runs into Talia Amravov, an all-around badass adept in the darker magical arts, who is fresh off a bad breakup with Gareth Blackmore. Talia has let herself be charmed, only to discover that Gareth was also seeing Lyndon, unbeknownst to either of them. And now she and Lyndon want revenge. The only question stands, is Emmy in? But most concerning of all, why can't she stop thinking about the terrifyingly competent, devastatingly gorgeous, wickedly charming Talia Avramov? Avramov. See, this is John Tucker Must Die meets the L word. Yeah, the, the only problem with that is that John Tucker Must Die was a movie that I don't think a lot of people saw or liked. So, okay. <laughs> so you not wouldn't good use comps. that. Yeah, there, it's, it's maybe along the lines of it, but it's mm-hmm. not a popular enough film or a well-remembered re- film. I remember it, of course, but... Yeah, I do too. I mean, this sounds great. It sounds like a little bit different. I love women coming together and then women coming together. It sounds great. Ah, there you go. <laughs> um, and we don't read enough uh, lesbian books, I would say. So I'm also happy that this is sort of like, you know, a twofer. And yes, I would say 75%, 80% of the witches I know are lesbians. So it, it would seem weird if we didn't have a lesbian book. So great. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for, for October for spooky mm-hmm. books. None of them seem too scary, so that's good. <laughs> yes. You want to Yeah. Nice. So then for next week, mm-hmm. read Witch Please by Anna Garay. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this is exciting. We're doing three books. It's going to be fun. And who knows? I think if this goes well, then maybe we could start doing these kind of themed months. Could be fun. All right, guys. So we will see you next week when we're reading Witch Please by Anna Garay. Um, if you have other books to recommend to us, you can always email us at learningthetropespodcast at gmail.com. We're on Instagram at Learning the Tropes and on Twitter at Learning Tropes. We have our Facebook group, the Learning the Tropes Troop, which is a lot of fun. Um, and now we also have our Patreon. So if you want to join us there, um, we're going to start uploading some uh, Patreon exclusives. Um, so if you want to join us, uh, it's really fun. Uh, support the podcast. Uh, if you don't feel the need or, or want to join the patron, but you still want to support us, the best way to do that is to rate, review, and follow us on Apple Podcast. Um, you guys are really wonderful about taking the time to do that. And we really, really appreciate it. Um, and then finally, we are on TikTok. Uh, it is run by Annie, uh, who we thank for doing that. Um, so if you are on TikTok, also come join us there. And uh, for people who are our patrons, thank you so much. It's been amazing the 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 amount of people who have joined. We're so stunned by it. And then, you know, if you want to join... This could be a good time because, I don't know, maybe by the time this episode comes out, there might be a little special episode up on there. Yeah. So, it's always knows? a good time to join. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, so until next time, I guess, a spooky reading. There we go. Spooky reading. All right. Bye, guys. You said that in such, you hated that. No, <laughs> <laughs> it was good. <laughs> I heard the eye roll. No, you got to keep it. You got to keep it.